0: Hola, Hola. cómo están? Yeah. Wow, I'm kind of impressed that I heard a lot of people actually say that, <laughs> right? Um, as you saw, the title is in Spanish, um, so I'm going to be preaching entirely in Spanish tonight, and Isaac's going to translate for me. <laughs> so <laughs> you can come up here and stand next to me. That'd be great. Coffee though. <laughs> <Rapido. laughs> Uh, does anybody know what the, t- the the title actually means, other than Isaac and Deanna? Yeah, o- obey your father is what it means. So tonight we're going to be talking about Ephesians 6, um, which is going to be about our relationship with our father uh, and also a physical relationship between a father and a child. Uh, last week, Kagan, Kagan uh, finished up chapter 5 for us and I'm hoping this goes great because this week's been super, super busy for me, and I just finished this last night. Uh, I haven't practiced it, so the Lord's going to use me, hopefully, to speak to you through His Word, um, but I'm, I'm super grateful that I w- I'm actually able to come up here and do this because uh, it just shows that the Lord has at least been guiding me somewhat in the right direction throughout the past couple years. Um, but anyways, we need to get started because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, only 15 minutes is not very long. I practiced it once and I got 20 minutes or 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we need to get going, uh, especially if we want to actually have a significant talk afterwards. Uh, so if you haven't already opened up to Ephesians chapter 6, please do so. Um, we're going to be talking about the first four verses specifically. Um, And and they're extremely straightforward, especially from a a practical standpoint. Um, And the verses that we're reading in the physical uh, aspect of it isn't going to apply to most any of us because we don't have children yet. Uh, A couple of you, but most of you it won't. So we're going to spend most of our time prioritizing the the spiritual aspect, which is going to be our second point uh, once we get there. Uh so let's just read the verses and then I'll pray and and we'll get started. Uh, Ephesians six one children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear God, um, I just thank you for for presenting your word to uh, to me, and I pray that you would you would present it to everybody else here, and that you would use me as a just as a vessel for for your word. I I truly don't have any uh, elegant speech to to lean myself on. It's 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 truly just you and your word that that are that's what's really speaking. Um, so I just pray that you would prepare our hearts and our minds just for your word, and that we would we would take heed to it. We love you, Lord. Amen. <clears throat> so our first point is going to be the physical picture, and that's your first blank, is physical. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be pretty quick because it's, it's really obvious and it's easy to talk about. Uh, starting off with verse 1, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Again, like I said, most of us don't have children, but at some point, we all were children. Uh, a couple of you might still be. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um but we, the point is we can all understand what it's like to be a child and it's pretty universally accepted that uh, when you are a child, you, you're supposed to obey your parents. Um, when, you're, when you're being a good kid and you obey them, uh, you know, that's, that's just good. If you're, if you're not obeying them, you're being bad. Self-explanatory. It's not that, not that deep, not that complicated. Um, if you didn't obey them, you, you would usually, at least if you have a, uh, a biblical spect- perspective from your parents, uh, you'd probably get disciplined in some way. And it's important to note that if you have uh, the correct view of a parent, a correct if your parents had the correct view of what the discipline was for, it wasn't just about control, but it was about love. Um, Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, he that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. A father needs to love his children enough to discipline him, to discipline them. But we're gonna talk about more that, we're gonna talk about that a little more in just a little bit. For right now, again, simple truth, obey your parents, that's good, not, not hard. Uh, verses two and three, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Super easy to understand. I know I keep saying this, but it is. Uh, We're commanded to honor honor our parents, and if we do, our life is gonna be easy. It's not easy. It's going to be well. That is what the Bible says. Not easy. Um, and, And if you're ever, have you guys ever watched TV or read some articles online about the oldest people to ever live, and they're just, it's just some old lady on the top of a hill, and she's just smoking a pack of cigarettes every single day. Like, like they're always getting interviewed, and they ask, hey, what's, what's your secret? What do, you, what do you do to live so long? And at least from my experience, uh, from what I've read, is they, they're pretty much, they don't do anything. <laughs> they're drinking Mountain Dew left and right, just like my dad does. And, and ev- <laughs> every, seriously, my dad drinks Mountain Dew like water. He used to take like 10 cans to work and he'd, he'd drink them all before he came home, every day. <laughs> that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, anyways, people, those people who live for, for that long of a time, I don't think it actually has anything to do with, with their physical, how they treat their physical body. Like they're not exercising, they're not, they're not really eating healthy or anything. I think it all has to do with them honoring their parents when they were younger or when their parents were still alive. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's, I mean, that's, the, that's what the Bible says. If you honor your parents, you're going to live long. So I think that's what it is. Um, and you start to think about these people who live to be that old, and, you know, not that many people live to be that old. And I think it might be because we as a culture, at least in America, once our once our parents get to be a burden on us when they become old and they just can't help themselves anymore. We like to just throw them in uh, a nursing home and forget about them. Throw them a check every once in a while or or whatever. And I, for me, like I my parents aren't in a nursing home, but that's still convicting to me because I don't ever want that to be the case. Um I want to honor my parents. Um and I just think that's a cultural aspect that I should mention because that is something we as a culture struggle with is o- is honoring our parents specifically. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to note about this is that um, it's actually a commandment in the Old Testament and the reference for that is Exodus 20.12. That's what this is referring to. It says, or sorry, I actually don't have time to read it. Um, I just wanted to mention that because that is, is further proof of the validity of God's word. God is... The God that we serve today in the New Testament is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same one in the Old Testament. He's the same one now. He doesn't change. Um, Moving on to verse 4, it says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Most of us don't have children. Again, straightforward. Fathers are commanded not to bring their children to wrath, but. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition. And admonition is just direction or caution, if you don't know. Uh, bring them up in nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I think it's really important to note the word but in there because that is showing us that we're not supposed to just, just not provoke our children to wrath. We're, we're to, again, we're still speaking from a physical perspective. Um, you're not just supposed to not bring them to wrath, but you are supposed to, Bring them up in the Lord correctly, how they should be. Um, if you if you don't do that, you run into some issues. Um, that's not practical for us, most of us yet, so we're just gonna move in on the second point now, and it's spiritual picture. That's your second blank. I know none of you could have guessed that. <laughs> if you've grown up in church, you might have already understood that, or even if you didn't grow up in church, I guess, God the Father is called God the Father because he's our spiritual father. <laughs> it's That's what he is. That's how he gets that name. Um, Romans 8.15 says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And Abba is just, if you were here on Sunday and at 9 a.m., it, it just means Daddy. So he's crying, Daddy, Father. Um, through Christ we have spiritual life with God the Father adopting us into his family. We become his children. And and if we know that, we should take our, our chapters that w- or our verses we have tonight and we should know that our physical father picture God the Father. And I think most of the time when verses like, like these ones show up, uh, the ones in Ephesians 6, God's trying to show you something about your relationship to him through the relationships he's already established in your life, the ones that he's already set up a structure for, he's trying to show you what should be a reality in your spiritual life with your relationship with him. Um, he even used physical pictures like this uh, in the Old Testament. Um, Malachi 1.6, uh, and again, Old Testament reference, New Testament reference, same God yesterday, today, and forever, same guy. Uh, it says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honour? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, this is God speaking. O priests that despise my name, and ye say, Wherein have ye have we despised thy name? When you simply study the scriptures and you take words um like honor it and father, that are in, in Ephesians six, specifically what we're talking about and you compare the spiritual things with the spiritual uh it becomes extremely easy to understand when god is is speaking to you it's it's really simple um god god's going to repeat himself through through pictures and through um you know repetition through different parts of the bible like if he's just saying something in a historical context he might just say it one time but if that thing keeps coming up over and over and over again like like how a physical father should treat His children, or how the child should be obeying their father, he might be trying to tell you something. Um, (coughs) Our passage tonight is is no exception of that. So, looking back at the physical, um, with this picture, we're supposed to do two things, is what it says for our spiritual father: we're to obey him and we're to honor him. That applies to us in the spirit just as much as it applies to physical relationships. And obviously there's way more to relationships than that. Like if you go to your your dad and you just say, hey, I'm supposed to obey you and honor you. And he says, well, why didn't you do the dishes when I told you? Like, well, that might not necessarily have anything to do with honor. It does kind of have something to do with obey. But like, my point is relationships are complicated. There's way more things you should do to treat your parents right, specifically your father. That was my point by saying that. Um, Acts 5.29 further solidifies that we need to obey God as our spiritual father. It says, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Another verse is Proverbs eight seven, Whoso keepeth the law is a wise son, but he that is a companion of riotous men shameth his father. Deuteronomy 13.4. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. And ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. Job thirty six eleven. If if they obey him or if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperities and their years in pleasures. Colossians three twenty and twenty one, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. We can keep going, and we can keep finding more verses that talk about this, but it's clear God wants you to obey him. Um, and, and there's a reason for that. He He's a God who loves us. He's a father who loves us. And, and he knows what's best for us. That's why we need to listen to him. So I'll, I'm gonna give a personal example real quick of how when you screw up this picture, it, it can really have consequences. So when I was around 11-ish years old, I was really young. Uh, my parents caught me They caught me watching porn. And first of all, it was extremely shameful. It was extremely embarrassing. And that right there already shows you that I knew what I was doing was wrong, even though my parents hadn't specifically told me, like, I hadn't had the talk or anything like that. They didn't tell me, hey, don't watch that. But I still knew it was wrong. I have a conscience. Uh, And that, that God uses your conscience to speak to you as well. (coughs) So I knew it was bad, my parents found out about it, so, so they knew it was bad. Um, and you want to know what they did? Nothing. They didn't do anything. I didn't get punished at all. I didn't get grounded. Um, I could still use that same computer. I could still go hang out with my friends. I suffered no consequences as a kid. And, and as a result of that, I thought, oh, I can get away with this. All I have to do is just get better at hiding it. Um, and unfortunately this this would end up being a long term pattern for me in my life uh, eventually I'd get saved and i continue to hide it through that even though I, I stopped for a little bit but the, the past uh, way that I treated it bec- and I'm not blaming my parents for this I'm still accountable for my own actions but the fact that they didn't tell me what to do and I didn't suffer any consequences I wasn't disciplined that you know, that just stuck with me as much as I didn't want it to. So I got saved. I was hiding it from, from the Lord, who is not my parents, and he was not going to let me get away with it. He continued to bring it up to me, and eventually I, I told Vinny, who was discipling me at the time. I know most, I think a lot of you guys know who Vinny is. He's in Hungary, Albania. Sorry, not Hungary. That's Kale. Kale also discipled me. That's confusing. Um, but I told him, and, you know, we, we worked through it a little bit, but I ended up just defaulting and hiding it again. So, <coughs> the whole point of me me saying that... Oh, another thing to note is that uh, a discipler and his disciple are also another picture of a father and his son, and I don't have time to go on that, but I think I should note that. Um, eventually, I, I ended up getting married to, to Diana, and... Uh, First of all, if you are thinking about getting married or, or really in any relationship at all, please, please, I beg you, do not be me. Uh, don't go into it with that kind of problem. It, it's going to cause you a lot of problems and heartaches like it did me. Uh, the Bible says your sin will find you out, um, and it definitely does, and it did. Um, but I I thank the Lord for how gracious Tiana is because when she found out, she... She was the most gracious and forgiving and loving person I'd really ever, it it was the most uh, perfect example of God's forgiveness that I had ever experienced. And she she really showed me that. And I'm extremely grateful for her and I love her. Um, But she didn't just forgive me blindly. uh, She was also brutally honest with me. And she told me that if if this were to continue, there were gonna be consequences. And I think for the first, at least for that aspect, that particular sin in my life, I think this was the very first time I had ever experienced oh, I might be punished for this <laughs> in in some capacity, uh, and it really opened my eyes to the fact that that God isn't just telling you to do things just because he he knows what's best for us, He wants you to live a good and happy and and fulfilling life for him <coughs> um yeah, I, I said all that to, to say I could have obeyed my parents in the beginning of all that. Or yeah, when they had caught me, they told me not to continue, even though they didn't beforehand. And I just ignored it. So if I would have obeyed them then, that would have got me fixed a lot easier. I would have avoided a lot of problems. And then also whenever the Lord told me that, if I would have listened to him or if I would have listened to Vinny, like the Lord told me over and over and over again, you need to obey me and you need to not do this. I could have solved a lot of or I could have got out of a lot of heartache that i didn't need to go through, so just obey the lord, please <laughs> uh, obedience to uh, sorry, let me gather myself uh, I know this applies to to everyone here as well, you know obeying the Lord because we are we are stuck in our flesh we 're stuck in our bodies and and we all have um, we all have sin. We've all sinned, and and what does sin lead to? Sin leads to death. Uh, James one fourteen through fifteen says, "But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death." God hates sin, and he hates when his children get in it, give into it because the the results of it is death and trouble. Um, God's our Father in spirit, and he loves us far more than we could ever imagine. He, he loves us so much that he gave his only son to die for us on the cross. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please talk in our groups later. That's really important, um, but we're going to keep going. Uh, that's something that we can talk about on an individual level if we need to. Uh, we're going to start wrapping it up, and <coughs> I think that if you really want to know the key verse, at least to me, that ties this whole thing together and shows you that I'm not just making it up uh, just listen to this verse and take note of it if, if you don't take note of anything else, uh, especially if you're a believer tonight. Um, and consider that the Lord might actually be speaking to you through it. Hebrews twelve six through 11. It says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercis- exercised thereby. This verse, I think, really takes the physical side of this and the spiritual side of this and it just puts it together and it shows you the, through the physical picture that there is a spiritual reality. Um, and if you're saved, you are God's child and, and He's going to discipline you if you continue to not obey Him. And that doesn't necessarily have to be with um, some sin that you're not doing. It could also be, or some sin that you are doing. It could be, you know, God told you you need to learn Spanish. <laughs> Somebody? Huh? Yeah? <laughs> uh, anyways, God might be telling you something and you just, you need to do it. Um, he doesn't want you to follow the world in sin. So, in in our conclusion, if you've been convicted at all through this, I just want you to ask yourself a question. Um and you might be the only person who can answer this question, but it's what what is God asking you to do right now what what's his next step that he has for you? How is He asked you to obey him? do you need do you need to stop a specific sin like like I did for so long? Uh, or do you need to get more involved in a ministry somehow do you do you think you need to be um, evangelizing you know sharing the gospel? You know, I don't know what that is for each of us. It, it's going to be different for all of us. Just what's your next step? The Lord said he says he's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. He's he shows us the next step, not necessarily ten steps ahead. Um, so just look at that and focus on that right in front of you and do that. Um, that's all I got. And then we're gonna go into groups after this. Uh, let's pray. Dear God, I just I just thank you for um, being a loving father who, who loved us so much to, to send his only son to die for us but also to continue to be in our lives to discipline us so that we can have a better relationship with you and, and just a better life in general. Um, God, I pray that you would bless our discussions tonight and that we'd have good, fruitful conversation with each other. Um. God, we love you and it's your name I pray. Amen.